Welcome to episode 11 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host along with Nancy Minicozzi. Um As I said, I am Lisa and I am a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy. I'm an ed tech coach in northwest LA County and I'm setting my timer right now so we'll know. Ah, thank you. So to remind you of our podcast focus, we are accessible on your schedule because we have a short video format and we have a question section, so please check out our website at tlc.ninja to get your questions answered. Just put them in there. Um, and we are personalized mobile PD. You choose the focus and listen where you want. All right, so for the coffee portion of our segment today, it is all about coffee having antioxidants, which is one of the biggest sources of antioxidants in the average Western diet. Ha, ah, we love coffee. And it's been found um, to help our body uh, fight chemicals called free radicals. And as a result, some of these studies show that the coffee drinkers are at a lower risk for such things as Parkinson's disease, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease. However, some of the results are conflicting, so do your research. We're, we, we don't do advocate. We don't advocate for like we're not doctors and all that stuff. All right, so tonight we have Angela Deramos, a fifth grade teacher in hi in LSL School <laughs> District. Uh -huh. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I have been teaching in the LSL for 21 years now. This is going, to, or it's going to be my 21st year. I know. <laughs> it's a long time. She started teaching when she was four. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something like that. And she's a fantastic <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I've been, you know, I'm, I've gotten to the, the stage where I can kind of be a little um, more creative with my curriculum. I don't feel tethered so I do a lot of um, reworking of curriculum and you know with new with the new common core standards um, it, I felt really free to sort of revamp things because nobody else knew what they were doing either so that was quite fun for me <laughs> to start thinking about that was um, a beautiful time in education for the for those of us teachers who wanted to create though I, we just it was like that freedom that we had been craving yeah, and it's so, been. Yes, really, I agree. Sorry. Yeah, and it, you know, I, I, I'm finding as I do um, talk to people across the state, I, I think different districts have different rollouts, which was um, it could be problematic. But I'm lucky enough that in in our district, um, you know, there's a there's a history of of teacher centered and student centered learning so that makes it um, really fun so we were really charged with looking at the instructional shifts what's different than what was before and um, so one of the things that I really picked up on is the speaking and listening the presentation part and the collaboration part which to me was a big big shift away from what we were doing which was sort of you know seat, seat work a, B, C, or D, choose the right answer. Now it's much more processed. Stage on the stage. Yeah. Yes. So, so I do that, you know, in my classroom, and, and it's starting to also blend into my work doing PD because I also provide PD on behalf of CTA as part of the Instructional Leadership Corps, um, which is also tasked with the same thing. So lucky me, I get to work and play <laughs> doing what I like. So... <laughs> So, yeah, that's great. That's, and you were 
you said you were getting into like strategies for authenticity. What what does that mean? What is um what is authenticity and what are some strategies that you use for that in your classroom? So one of the things that I really, really like starting off with is quick writes. So we basically have a journal, it's just a composition book, because um, they're cheap and easy. And um I almost always start and end with some sort of quick write because I actually genuinely want to know what they know and how they conceptualize it. And in my version of Common Core, um, being able to articulate their learning and being metacognitive is like really super key in, t in terms of, I mean, it's what do you know? What do you want to know? What are you learning? How are you learning it? And being able to express that back to me. Um, in written form, in a format that I can, you know, because ultimately that's what we want for career and, and readiness is being able to articulate your own thinking and how you're you're conceptualizing things. So I start with a quick write. I usually end with a quick, um, some sort of quick write, a reflective piece, um, and, and you know, almost always my objective is can they spit back the objective to me? But they do it in their way. How you know that's what was it that they were. Yeah, what was it? What were they learning? How did they learn it? And the piece that really gets the buy-in in terms of community building is what's the piece for the teacher? So they get to criticize me. I call it glow on and grow ons. <laughs> uh, what did I? What did I mess up on? What can I do better? Um, you know, in the first couple times I did this, the kids didn't think that I was really reading them, and I had a kid write, uh, "I think you should throw candy at us." And so did you? I, I did the very next Yay. day. I like was in the middle of a lesson on on figurative language, and I just stopped what I did. And I reached in my pocket, and I just started hurling, you know, little candies at them. And of course, they went nuts. And I put my timer on, and and you know, after they settled down, it took a good five minutes. I said, "Well, okay, I did what you asked me to do. Now, did that help you learn?" Good we were you. talking about figurative language, and you know, you told me you needed candy, so I threw the candy at you, which was fun. It was fun for me, but did that help you learn? And they, they were like, not really. And so I was like, well, then those are probably not the kinds of things you want to give me feedback on. You could suggest that after the fact, but that doesn't really have to do with our learning. So you know, I coached them to be focused <laughs> about the authentic learning part of it that it actually has to be about learning so um, those are some sort of examples of why I can uh, get them to do what I want them to do um, because I start with what they're where they're at what they want what they're actually um, how they're actually understanding it and they know that I uh, am responsive well and I think after the fact I think it's great that you know by doing that well of course it, I'm sure it was hilarious but it really <laughs> It, I think it really makes the kids feel that their opinion is valued. Yeah, I mean, it's it's their and, learning. My and it motto helps is... Them, yeah, and, I mean, do you find that it helps them take more ownership? Because, and I do want to hear your motto, I, I was just going to say, do you find that it helps them take more ownership of their own learning because they can tell you what they need if you're not giving it to them? To, absolutely. Um, I don't you know, I have them um, set up the wall. I haven't set up my walls. I start on Wednesday. But I don't set up my walls because it's not my, you know, it's our classroom. So why should I pick the themes? Why should I pick the colors on the wall? It's their classroom. I mean, those seem like trivial things to do. And I know a lot of people freak out about not having their bulletin boards at the beginning of the year. But my, my so my motto is I am not doing the most <laughs> because I have already been at this grade. 
<laughs> and I've done fifth grade really well. I was like an expert fifth grade person. So it's their turn to do fifth grade, and I'm just there to sort of help them along the process and guide them in the right direction but um, and give them the skills they need to, to be successful in fifth grade. But it's their room, their, you know, they get to choose. And yes, it, I mean, my ultimate goal as a teacher is can I not interfere for five minutes and will they still be on task and know exactly what they're supposed to be doing and be doing it without, you know, so that re relieves me um, into a watch mode. So most of my assessments um, are authentic assessment assessments, meaning I'm watching them do what the task at hand is. Um, so like a really good example of what that shift for me is, is um, take for example vocabulary. So the typical vocabulary list is, you know, you give them a list, you test them on it, and then boom, you're done. But the standard actually says, are they able to, um, like, use, acquire new vocabulary um, in new contexts? Well, how do you know it's new? Because every kid comes with a different context. They may have known, some may know the word, some may not. Those kinds of things take just sort of watching, kid watching. And that sort of um, assessment isn't what we were used to. So my goal as a teacher is to sort of be able to get them um, invested enough in their own learning process and doing the, you know, having enough skills and enough scaffold to do the work so that I can sit back and kind of do error analysis, actually, just listen to what they're doing correctly, you know, step in, praise, correct where they're, you know, intervene where I need to, put out fires if I need to. But, um, but yeah, that's my version of authenticity, is that they really take that uh, ownership of their learning, including their space, their process, you know, the colors on the wall, who they sit next to. Those things matter. <laughs> I think they do. What would you suggest to somebody who wants to start doing something like this? Um... Quick writes are really easy. They only take two or three minutes. Um, you know, my general rule for the kids is that uh, your pencil's moving the whole time. If you have no idea what to write, you could write your teacher's gorgeous the whole two minutes <laughs> over and over again, or you could write your name. But, you know, I just tell them it's kind of like loosen up your wrist, and eventually they start writing um, and see what they're writing. If they're writing really stilted, um, formulaic things, that's information that they're not there yet. Um, giving them choices and honoring their choices makes a difference, even if you're going to do worksheets, which are not very open-ended and, 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 you know, we're making the copies and they're just sort of filling it out, but even giving them a choice there. Choices are always really good for authenticity, even if they're limited choices. And then when they make the choice to respect that choice, it may not be the consequence you want, but that's your step as a teacher. It's like, I really, really hope you, you choose what's behind door A. <laughs> if you choose B, then the consequences might be that I have to call your mom, but I'm okay doing that. Right. That <laughs> That's, you know that's really honoring what they're asking or what they're telling you they need and that's a really um, it's hard to do because it could be frustrating but um, but it's a part of management that I think uh, it it's underlying all the academics if you get that piece of it the academics will follow so 
And it sounds like a lot of those things where the, where the kids are taking responsibility, but there's rigor that's built into it. So they're having to justify themselves and they're having to, you know, give you the feedback and really think, like you said, metacognitively, um, all of those things. So I love it. I love that. That's so fantastic. And I keep muting this because my dog is barking in the background. Oh, yeah, we kicked my dogs out. <laughs> yeah, and one of the, the other the other things that I think is different in my classroom that may it wasn't something that I did, you know, five years ago was um, give them many many opportunities to revise. So um, it is like uh, not the typical thing that kids want to revise their writing, for example. But in my classroom, they're always asking, "This isn't the final, is it? I can redo it, right?" And I'm like, of course you can. <laughs> so, so you're working towards mastery. Yeah, and they know what that would look like, and they have options to stop. So even within their writing, for example, I'll do a, 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 a week a week's worth of writing, or actually a month. We have one final writing at the end of every week. So at the end of the month, they can choose one of those for revision, in which case I grade the entire rubric as opposed to just one strand of the rubric. But they know what that rubric is and they know what we've been working on and as we go through the year, you know, that those pieces of the rubric should build. They know this and they're, they, they're um, a lot of the times they write their own rubrics. So if we're doing a project, for example, you know, we discuss ahead of time what uh, what what would be our ideal situation, what would what would that look like, and then of course I bring in the standards of what what I'm looking for and how I would know it. So we have a big discussion at the beginning of the year is is how do you how can you demonstrate what you know, all the ways we can, and I just have them brainstorm. How do I know you know something? So we take something like tying your shoe or, you know, reading a book or any of the things they can demonstrate knowledge of. So, you know, they end up coming up with things like show, um, you know, showing, talking about it, writing about it, drawing a picture, doing a model, and, you know, so on and so forth. So we chart those things out and those become really, you know, they become choices. So they're not always open choices. Sometimes it's test A or test B, or you can do the odd or ooh, the bell. It's the bell. What does that mean? We really do time it. We, we, time we honor it. our time it. Yeah. So it's been 14 minutes. You get to wrap up. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had more time because this is so interesting, but we have to respect our time. Yes, time is good. <laughs> But I like that. So sometimes the choices are very limited, but sometimes uh, they can have a wider variety. They can have a wider variety, yeah. So last uh, last thoughts? Last thoughts? Um, go forth and teach. Have fun, because if you're not, no one else is either. <laughs> that's, yes. that's probably a, a good tenet to have authenticity, is have it interesting and fun for you. <laughs> because that's uh, great. they'll catch on. That's awesome. Great advice. Um, thank you, Angela, so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And with all of our technical difficulties today, yes, we also you appreciate for hanging. your patience. Thank you for hanging You're in welcome. there with us. Thanks for having me. That's, it's, this has been fun. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. All right. Catch us next time on TLC. And I think we're going to be doing it on August 29th.